Well, of course, the first Sunday I'm preaching here at St. Margaret Mary is on one of the most complicated dogmatic truths of our faith. And naturally, the more wise priest decided, you know, this new guy straight out of seminary, surely he has some great insight into this holy trinity. So I'm going to give you one sentence summary of my three credit hour master's level class on Trinitarian theology. It's a mystery. <laughs> I'm going to go sit down. You all have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father Walsh would kill me if that's all I gave you. So I'm going to expand it out a little bit more, a little bit more. It's a mystery of love. You see, it's a mystery that brings us and draws us in deeper. I mean, imagine if you've ever read a mystery novel, a Sherlock Holmes, if you will. When you start to dive into the mystery, you don't just, I don't get it. I don't understand how this is going to be solved. Close the book, put it away, and never return to it. You have to figure out where it ends. But the Holy Trinity is eternal. It's a mystery that draws us in deeper, and it continues to draw us deeper and deeper until we're all consumed by that loving fire of his, of his love for us. Because that's the essence of the Trinity. I said it's a mystery of love. St. Augustine would say that you have the Father who is the one who loves. Jesus is the one who is the object of the Father's love. And the Holy Spirit is the love shared between them. But their love is so great, so consuming, that there is no distinction between any person of the Trinity. All are God. It's that strange thing that one plus one plus one equals one. It's all-consuming. Their love is so immense that it poured forth and created new life, created all of us. We were made in God's image and likeness and with the mark of the Holy Trinity. We were called to love and to be loved. Now, unfortunately, that... Uh, that word love has just kind of been watered down today. Now, we say we, have, we love our favorite restaurant, we love our, our favorite book, we love our favorite pew in the church. But what does it really mean to love? And it's all rooted in the source of love, the Holy Trinity. It's a complete outpouring of oneself for the other. And when we recognize that all of us are created to love and to receive love because we are rooted in that trinity meant for communion, it's eye-opening. Think about that. Our dignity, who we are, as much as we like to define ourselves in so many ways by our job or our relations with other people, it's rooted in that love. Rooted in the Holy Trinity, and no one, no person can take away that dignity rooted in God's love for us. St. John Paul II would say we are the sum of the Father's love for us. That's what makes us who we are. And that means that even that person who, let's say, hits reply all on a company email, God still loves that person. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but God loves that person. And you are called to love that person. You don't have to like that person per se, but you are called to love that person. The person on social media who posts things that are completely contradictory to your thoughts and opinions, God loves that person in the same way as you. 
Jesus Christ would take the cross for that person just as much as you. It is a total self-gift, and we are called to love in the same way. Jesus gives us the commandment to go and love as he has loved. As I was praying and preparing for this homily and recognizing the Holy Trinity as this community of love, and unfortunately right now in the world, we're kind of in chaos right now. And the only way I, actually not I, theologically, that we can drive out the hatred in this world is through love. It is through what we are called to do, to love other people. Because in, we just read from John's gospel, but he uses the image of light and darkness. If you have a candle in the middle of a dark room, that candle will dispel all the darkness because that darkness is nothingness. In the same way, hatred is nothingness. It is the absence of love. And when we draw love into it, just like a candle in a dark room, all hatred is dispelled. And there's a story I want to share with you all from the University of Florida back in 2017. There was kind of a, a, this radical white nationalist speaker, and unfortunately the university couldn't do anything about it. It's free speech. They had to let any speaker who uh, came in speak. And as you can imagine, protests and people rioting against it. And there was one person who was trying to attend this talk and he wore a shirt with swastikas all over it and all sorts of stuff. And he did something which was not maybe his, the smartest thing he could have done. He walked into the middle of this protest and just stood there. Well, he got punched a few times. People shoved him, yelled at him. But finally, one man, Aaron Courtney, 31-year-old African-American man, he's a high school football coach, walked right up to him and said, why do you hate me? And this man just stood there. He didn't have an answer. He didn't know why he hated him. And Aaron said, can I give you a hug? And they embraced. And they shared that response of love the rest of the day, they walked around the University of Florida in Gainesville, and Aaron Courtney asked them, you know, what is it? Is, it? is it my dreadlocks? Is it my history? What is it about you? And this man realized he had no idea why he hated. But Aaron Courtney knew that after that day and after that conversation and after that show of affection and love for him, for no apparent reason, he had no reason, he didn't need to give him that hug. He didn't need to spend the day talking with him completely changed that man's views. Because when we love authentically, when we completely pour ourselves out, when we do what we are called to do as we are made in the image and likeness of a triune God, all hatred is driven out and love prevails.